0: Um,
1: all right. Should we do this?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Um, well, what have you been up to this week?
1: Um, we're opening a wine shop. Oh my God. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so that's what we're doing tonight. It's like a friends and family tonight. And, uh, yeah. So that's
0: happening. Little super spreader events you guys are throwing. Absolutely, <laughs> COVID's not, dude. COVID's not real in the not, south. Not, you not in the south. I'm surprised you yeah, don't know yeah. this. I heard about. I heard t- t- you know Texas. It's done. It's finished there. So
1: well, actually, so what we're at is more of like a, um, you know, it's like a food hall or like a market. Yeah, it's a pop up right now. So you know, you come in, you get a glass, and you go outside. Okay. Like it's not a okay. uh, indoor Hang event. Yeah. No, no, no. We would. Not be doing. That's that. it's, um, you know in New Orleans you can you could do to go drinks. So yeah, it's really right. You know, it's almost like a to go wine shop. Right. You know and the weather down here is pretty nice right now. Yeah. It's, you know short sleeve weather. Right. So it's like a stop by a fried chicken sandwich, maybe some ice cream. Oh my
0: god. Glass of wine. Oh my god. A walk. What do you want? This that sounds amazing. Actually. You know. All right. All right. Well, I'm jealous and I wish I could be there, but good luck tonight. Thank you, man. All right, let's let's do it, huh?
1: Okay, let's do it. This is no politics at the dinner table. I'm Tony Biancasino, and I'm
0: Amit Prakash. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about what's going on with the Biden administration, and you know, a couple other things. But really, what's going on with the Biden administration? Sounds boring. <laughs> it won't be. I promise. I promise. Okay.
1: Well, what's going on with the Biden administration, Amit? I mean, here's what I see: I see, I see, um, slightly above average traditional Democratic Party maneuvering. Okay. Um, I see hopeful optimism. Um, I'm still reserving attacks and fury um it's it's kind of like you know we just got finished having the worst human being ever so you know biden has real opportunity i mean he could be a moderate democrat and we're still linked to him i mean what we had was terrible but you know what i'm afraid of and you can we can get into it is um for Democrats to disappoint, which they typically do
0: when they get in power. Okay. So here's the thing that I want to sort of bring up right here is that we've been saying this for a long time is that the Democrats are bad at politics, right? That, that they're, they're sort of fundamentally just bad at politics. Um, it's, it's a miracle that they ever get elected. Um, and it's, and, and as we can see, it's, it's often, if not exclusively, um, through you know a logic of lesser than two, lesser less of two evils that's getting them elected, right? So that's 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 the one thing. But they have power now, right? So what is happening in the Congress and in the White House is now on them. And two things that have happened this week that basically kind of demonstrate a surrender on uh, a really important front that um, is political and also like social policy. Um, I think I'm, I'm going to sort of step off the not uh, breathing fire on them because I think what they're doing is actually, they're setting themselves up for absolutely losing both house and Senate in two, in two years. Um, And, kind of rightfully earning the anger of the American population. So the first thing is the retreat on the raise of the minimum wage, right? So not only has – and for those of you who don't know, um, know, the $15, the Fight for 15 movement has been pushing – a raise of the minimum wage to $15 an hour for quite some time. It's happened sporadically in various cities and states. And now they're calling for the federal minimum wage to be raised. Um, it's still probably not enough in my view, but it's 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 a heck of a lot better than the $7.25 that is the current minimum wage. Um, and the main argument to do it, obviously, is that it will lift tens of millions of people out of being... Um, having poverty wages to having slightly above poverty wages, right, uh, which is improvement. Um, the, the second part, and I think it's uh, a really important, is that when you have a minimum wage that is raised uh, to say $15 an hour, it makes all other wages go up as well uh, so that people who are then paying above the minimum wage are paying well above or at least above $15 an hour. So that's, these, these are all sort of good things. The Biden administration has said because of the rule giver in the Senate has said that they cannot add, according to the parliamentarian rules, this uh, introduction of a raise in the minimum wage because somehow it falls outside of a budget issue, Um, they're not going to do it. Now, what can happen is that they can simply ignore it. and this is important. Um, I talked about this last week in our Table Talk uh, newsletter, but I, I think it bears repeating. When George W. Bush wanted to pass a massive tax cut, um, he inherited this budget surplus from Bill Clinton. The Right away in the summer before 9-11, thinking that you know things will just be hunky-dory forever, they, they wanted to pass this massive tax cut. The Senate parliamentarian at that time said, you can't do it. It's against the rules. Guess what the Republicans did? They fired that guy, replaced him, and passed a massive tax cut. So the Biden administration can change the parliamentarian and Kamala Harris could vote to get $15 an hour. They are choosing not to. So that's a number one. It's it's not on the Republicans. It's not on anybody else. It's the Democrats who have decided for themselves that they are not going to raise the minimum wage. And since they're not going to fifteen dollars an hour, they're leaving that out. They're not raising it at all. So guess what? It's seven dollars and twenty five cents for the foreseeable future. Second, and this is where they're terrible at politics. Biden just yesterday conceded to centrist Democrats to further narrow who gets uh, these survival checks. So in California alone, 2.4 million people who got the Trump checks are not going to get the Biden checks. All right. Um, so just on political optics alone, that is that is such a self-inflicted wound, it's not even funny. Um, and also just in terms of, you know, just, be, you know, we know many parts of California are quite expensive. What they're targeting is that anybody, any household of two earners that makes more than $160,000 a year will not get a dime. And they're basing that, of course, on 2019 tax returns. Um, but 2020 was a big year of change in the economy. And who knows what people made next year, right? The taxes have not been filed yet. So those are the two major things that they've done in the past week, um, that I guarantee you is they're going to lose, they're going to lose political power because of this. And guess what? They deserve to.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've been saying since before the election, if the Democrats could pull this off, there's a couple things they need to do. One is get money in people's pockets. That's just a no-brainer. It's 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 not something that I, I I I'm shocked. And 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 another thing, which I'm not sure if everybody realizes, is the two thousand dollars. They're subtracting the six hundred Trump gave you from that, so Trump's going to take credit for that. Yeah. They're they're and they should. Yeah, it's part of their policy. So we're not Biden's not giving you two thousand. He's giving some of you fourteen hundred. Yeah, that's a fucking problem. Um, the other part is. When people are we're at this we're at this point in the Democratic Party where you're seeing it split. You're seeing progressives. We have a congresswoman who's not even 32, who's the face of the Democratic Party, a Congress. No offense to our friends in Congress, but like you ain't governors, you ain't senators. You know what I'm saying? Like Congress, Congress, men and women are not supposed to be the face of any party. They're supposed to be on the ground they're supposed to you know they're supposed to really represent the people but they're very rarely a national uh um name yeah. like i i don't know congress people in, in in half of the states couldn't couldn't tell you um which is probably a problem but
0: well there's still over 400 of them so
1: right right there's so many of them and if that's not telling you where this party's going, then you're just stuck in the past. And what I don't get with Biden, it's like, dude, you're like 90, right? I can't tell you the bad things FDR did. I can't tell you. I could tell you all the good things FDR did because he got people fed. He got people jobs. He fixed the economy. I have no idea. (laughs) You would know. I have no idea if he just, you know, bankrupted, you know, tons of stuff to give people money. I have no idea how he did it. but. And I'm not saying this as a joke. I mean, it's like kind of shitty for me to say, but like Joe Biden's not here in 30 years. And if he is, he's, you know,
0: what 100 100 and some
1: year old people look like. We
0: should study his, his genes then. Yeah.
1: Right, right. And I'm just saying like you could go down if you just like forgot about everything else. If you forgot about everything and you just made it became the 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 person that wants to help people one is you'd save the party two you would save a lot of people you would save lives and three you would actually go down in history as like a great president people won't question the shitty things you did before this and um just 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 before i before i stop ranting um kamala harris you you want to be the president in maybe four years like possibly absolutely this is not how you're getting my vote. This is not how you're getting the progressive vote. And I'm telling you, I said it once and I'm saying it a thousand times. You got you got a lot of of, of uh the super progressive like myself to go lesser of two evil. Of course. It's not happening again. It's not happening again. I'll sit it out or I'll vote for, you know, Gary, whatever his name is, it doesn't know what Aleppo is. <laughs> But I'm not playing around anymore. you can't keep doing this to us like at so so many times you know it's like it's like when your friend dates the shitty person, you're like, well, you keep going back to him like what do you want me to say? get be, be by yourself i mean what what are you getting out of this it's it's a it's an, it's becoming an abusive relationship for progressives and i'm i i for one I'm not gonna you know I've sworn my allegiance to the squad you know when when four or five women have bigger balls than all of these men, you know
0: that shows you i i t- I mean one thing that's also kind of maddening is that these are super popular policies. They actually cut across not only the Democratic Party but even Republicans are for, you know, cash payments like yet there was a massive pandemic and which is still going on despite what the Texas governor says that has had, you know, crushed the economy and and various people in so many ways and and, and we're not going to talk about um the stock market as the bellwether of the economy and so on, right? It's it's there's tens of millions of people who are still out of work, et cetera, right? So there are, and guess what? There's a lot of Republicans who are also out of work, right? So there's so many people who who would just be like kind of happy with this, right? People who actually didn't vote for Biden who might have second thoughts, you know, if they actually got some help. Well, what's the rationale Amit? why why aren't they giving people so okay forget, forget
1: forget the bailout check yeah why why are we not fifteen what's the problem here so like what what companies are richer than they've ever been yeah. I know p- multiple people that have co- companies that they could easily afford to pay fifteen. What's the problem here
0: so two things um well, it's really and it really I think it really just comes down to one thing which is kind of a a consensus on how economics is supposed to work um, and how wages are supposed to sort of come into being right that there's this view that is not a republican or democratic view but is you know it goes by the name of the sort of, of neoliberalism which basically says that the market is always correct And if the market bears the price that people are, that the labor force is willing to sell themselves piecemeal by the hour for 7.25 an hour, then the market is right because people are still doing, right? And and if it was any less, then unemployment would go up and then the market would correct and those wages would go up. The second thing that's also tethered to this ideology um, is that there should be rock bottom uh, minimum wage because you need to spur people into action to sort of better their lives, educate themselves and get out of these minimum wage jobs. And if the minimum wage is too comfortable, people will become complacent about advancing themselves oh, please. Um, and, and stick with these minimum wage jobs. Um, and, and that would, you know, somehow, you know, stymie social progress. Um, Hilarious. And then. Underneath all of that actually is an argument that is a really sort of cruel argument, um, which is that people need the fear of starvation in order to work, right? So that, that if you don't pay them starvation wages, um, they're going to work less hard. That's, they don't have incentive, right? Now, that, of course, does not work on the top end, right? With the top end, you pay people ever more, more money that they could possibly spend because that's the incentive that rich people need to work hard, right? That they need more money because they've already got money. And that logic means, that, okay, well, you got to throw more money at them. Poor people who already don't have money um, need to start out with even less money. So when they get a taste of money, they're goaded along. And if they don't get, um, you know, Uh, If they do get a rather, if they do get a a comfortable wage, that's going to lead to ever greater sort of complacency, laziness, all of the sort of culture of poverty arguments that are out there that that both parties, quite frankly, uh, buy into. And so, forget the Republicans. I don't care about the Republicans right now because guess what? The Democrats are in power of all branches of government. So this is a decision. It's a conscious decision. By the Democrats, the Democratic Party has said, "We're not going to raise the minimum wage, and we are going to say well, ten to fifteen million people who got those those survival checks before are not going to get them." That's our policy. It's insanity. Yeah. that's our policy.
1: Good luck in two years, everybody. That's if, if this is you know. Uh, also, let's let's not forget that we just dropped some bombs in the Middle East. You know, we can always do that. There's always money for that, and, and let me tell you, they're not cheap. Bombs are really like people don't realize. Like, we don't just have all you know, we have bombs, but like, you pay for those. They're not, they're not, we don't have like a free bomb facility underneath the Capitol where bombs just magically appear. Right. They are so much money
0: that's counted hundreds, in, that's of countered, thousands of dollars. Counted in the GDP of the United States is, is 100%. Uh, uh a, was that goods or services? I don't know. Bombs, uh, oh my god. Uh, well, they
1: look at it as services. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, but it's neither, but I, I don't know. I'm just like, ugh, I'm still, you know, I, I think he's handling the pandemic in a, in a very good way. I think the Johnson Johnson and Johnson vaccine is going to speed this up. And like, look, we all have to remember to get a vaccine this quickly is nuts. Like, I know we're all like ready to get out of our houses, but like you know, social media, the Internet, it's programmed us all to want immediate action, immediate, you know, happiness, sadness, whatever we're looking for, we can find immediately. Vaccines typically are not immediately. Oh, yeah. So we all need to realize, you know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, maybe this might have been multiple years of, of millions of people dying like a like a real plague, um, which I guess it kind of is. But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we, we've we've contained this in some fashion. Um, I do still think this administration is comforting when it comes to COVID. I like the way they're speaking. I like the communication. Um, but and and of course overturning a lot of shitty Trump policies, environmental and and so forth. Um, the, the voting voting act. Um, what was the name of that bill that you, that 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 the House passed last night?
0: Yeah, it's called like the People's Voting Act. Yeah, yeah, the
1: people. It's it's pretty. It's actually like very progressive, um, and it's essentially like, um, um well, there's two. One was a policing, which like bans chokeholds, calls, uh, bans like this immune. What is it? Uh, this this. Um, oh shit! What is it when these cops you can't like? They essentially can kill people and well, not,
0: qualified immunity.
1: Qualified immunity, yeah. um, and that's pushed through the House. Yeah, going to hit the Senate.
0: Where, where, and the where voting said it's going to die.
1: Yeah, but that's but but I'm just saying let's put let's this is this is what you need to be doing is if they have to die they have to die but you know and then we hold the Democrats accountable. But I think like for for the people that listen to this and like you know progressive, I, mean, I can't imagine anyone that's not progressive listening to this. But like. We need to clean house. You need more of the squad. You need more jabaris. You need more you know, like um, like Gary Chambers down here. I mean, how are you not voting for that guy? Like you need more people that are angry, like really, really angry that know politics. Um, because I don't know, man. It's like you you feel it at any moment. I feel like in a year, my fear is in a year from now, when everyone's run, you know, everyone starts their campaigns for the midterms, we're gonna be like. Yeah, fuck these Democrats. <laughs> yeah, I totally get it. I wouldn't bother them.
0: They're they're really easy to to get angry at um, because the Republicans don't make any pretenses about who they are. Right? No, they like, like the they thing harbor thing. child molesters. You, you, you it's not, like they're you know. Well, not even that. It's just like like we're cruel. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna herd in people at the border and imprison them. We're gonna shoot tear gas at them. Um, we're not going to protect, we're not going to pretend we're not going to do that. The Democrats are going to do similar things. um, But they want you to like them and say that they're kind, right? You know, like, and and that's what's so maddening about them, right? Is is that and now that that this is the thing is that now that they have power, it's on them, right? So the fact that people are still going to be working tomorrow, and we're talking about 10s of millions of people, who are gonna be working if they're lucky enough to have a job for seven dollars and twenty-five cents an hour. That's on the Democrats.
1: What if we brought back the Whig Party? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like the Whig Party. Right. I'm learning a lot about the Whig yeah. Party. they they were like the progressive. We'll back just uh, let's
0: we'll take out the H and then just give people wigs, right? hundred percent. Yeah. Let's do it. I think that's a possibility.
1: We need something. I mean, my God, I just don't identify with these people. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is a no-brainer. Look, you know, we all know why we got Trump, right? At this point, if you don't understand, I mean, of course, there's those idiots that are like, if you vote for Trump, you're racist, blah, blah, blah. Of course, there's a ton of that, especially the second time around. But that's not what I'm referring to. We understand why Trump was elected the first time because people don't trust politicians because you always say shit and don't do it. And like what have you learned? We just we just had like a criminal who had a bunch of nutcases storm the White House tr- trying to hang our vice president. Like do you not understand that this is a powder keg? This is this it's still here, right? This it didn't because Trump's gone doesn't mean like okay, cool. There's no Everything's okay. If you don't think this is still brewing, you're nuts. The only way to stop this from happening is to change people's lives. It's very simple. It's not that hard. You don't need to brainwash them. You don't need to demand they, you know, call, call uh, debate them in the streets. It's simple. Raise the minimum wage. Give nonviolent felons their right to vote. Free People that are in jail for fucking marijuana, which people are making billions of dollars off of. Let them out. Restore it. Th- These are just such simple things that, like, I'm an idiot, and I know these can be passed. They should be passed. It would save the party. It would crush the Republican Party and all these morons like Ted Cruz and all these, and this idiot governor who's who doesn't believe in COVID anymore. But, like, they're, they're playing games. You can't cater to Wall Street and the people. It doesn't work, and the Clintons can tell you that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the you know Biden had said that you know he had these four priorities when he was inaugurated um, that to you know address COVID. Um, Remember to tie my shoes. <laughs> Brush my teeth. Right.
1: Right. Comb my hair. Yeah. Yeah. Don't touch people or smell the back of women's heads.
0: Other people's hair. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Right. But one of them was um, racial justice. Right. So one, one one of the things was racial justice. And so on the one hand, he's, again, they're good at sort of language and all that. And they've made some sort of gestures and they've called this police reform the George Floyd. Uh, Police Reform Act and so on, um, which, which is a good thing. So that, that, that name and what happened to that man is enshrined in the congressional record. That's, that is important. Um, but there's this argument about racial equity falls flat when you, within about a month of your presidency, you bomb Syria uh, because racial equity is not sort of <laughs> doesn't stop at the borders of the United States. Um, what you end up doing, you know, the fact that you can sort of send bombers across the world, and it and it becomes this sort of abstraction that yes, people like this are worthy of bombing, right? That that these sort of ethnic and racial groups that are other, you know, it would never be done to like white Canadians, right? It's 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 these please people over there. So that sort of push puts in people's consciousness that you know certain types of violence um, are. More permissible to different types of people, racial others, right? So on the one hand, you're saying, "Oh, we were all about racial equity." On the other hand, you're you're, you're bombing Syria, um, and those <laughs> those do not match, right? And, and, and then the domestic policy and the foreign policy um, are related, um, and and what you do abroad does, as we well know, comes back to roost at home. Uh, in many what, ways, what what, so, what do you mean? Since when? <laughs>
1: I'm being, I'm actually being serious. When does it come back to roost at home? We we've been in Republicans won. they put us in all these wars. Uh, they want to they want again Obama his drone policy it didn't affect him. Like you know, I'm I'm not being, oh, I'm not being I'm not making I a mean, joke. I mean, maybe, like there's no accountability
0: maybe, for the Middle East maybe, with any of these. Maybe idiots. not in terms of political consequences and a political political price to pay, but in terms of the actual life that people live that what we have due to this sort of forward permanent endless war military program is the circulation of military material that produces police forces in the United States that look like soldiers, drones that are running around. There's a, there's a robotic dog drone that's now patrolling the Bronx and Brooklyn that all of these sort of elements of war making come home and become part of the the, you know, the, the sort of the regular landscape of our lives.
1: Right. Okay. So I agree with you. If, if we're talking about, you know, it's like, if, if you, if you live with, you know, people that smoke 10 packs a day and then you get lung cancer, it affects you, but you could have moved out, yeah. <laughs> you know, you could, <laughs> the things you could have done. And that's all I'm saying is, yeah, you of course it's a domino effect and it's the same with the environment, right? Like maybe in my lifetime, I don't know, I'm not gonna go outside and melt or drown, but like my grandkids, if I have kids are they're they're in trouble um but again, what are we doing about it who who is it affecting because if that were the case, Joe Biden never would have been even a candidate um anybody that voted for any any of these wars would never be looked at but like you know i I, I think we we can see that, but I don't think it most people you know, can see the direct um result I- or, or, or not not result but the direct effect of like the our Middle East policy here at home. I, I don't I don't just don't I mean they can't even comprehend fucking don't vote for a guy that's a sociopath, rich kid. You know, like it's too complex, even though it shouldn't be, but we have so many issues here. Like we can't even we don't even
0: Yeah have yeah. Healthcare dude. That's I mean so so this this is the thing is that it, I, I want to. I want to give this administration the benefit of the doubt. I want. No, we are giving them still. time. They're making it very hard uh, to do that because when they when they have effectively um, full legislative power and executive power, they themselves have decided to do nothing. Um, uh, so on on these issues, I'm not saying that absolutely nothing, but on these very important issues, which by the way they ran on. Um, they they've decided no you know, you know here's the deal dude people
1: who are these swing voters the obama twice trump twice voters they don't give a shit about the environment <laughs> i'm i'm being real here they don't give a shit about taxing jeff bezos they don't care they don't think about it like that but what they will vote on is you changing their their pocket now however you need to do it, figure it out. But if you make their lives easier where they are slightly less stressed out and a little less miserable, you're going to get their vote. And the way to do that is money. And that and I don't mean just the check which uh, I would be paying them until the markets open. I don't care how you do it. I don't I don't care. If I'm the president I'd be reckless. Who cares? Don't care. I don't care if we had to borrow the money from China or paying Americans. Figure it out.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. We find
1: money for everything else.
0: Yeah, that's that's the thing. Sell a
1: couple tanks, dude, you know? Sell some more weapons to whoever, some more enemies. Let's give King Jong-un some (laughs) tanks. Who gives a shit? (laughs) You know, like, you're doing it anyway. Like, let's redirect some of that money to people's pockets. It's not that hard. And then the other thing is minimum wage which is a ton of people in this country and healthcare really simple. These are like, if you did those three things as, a, as in four years as the president, as the president, you're automatically winning again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. You're winning again. Yeah. Yeah. The- you become the working people's president. You become the president of the people. Very simple. This is what you know. What I did in these four years? I got it out of the pandemic. I raised the minimum. I doubled the minimum wage. I got you assholes healthcare. I secretly dropped a couple bomb on you know uh, Muslims. You guys don't care about that though. And um, I did a pretty good job. And we would go,
0: <laughs> yeah, you kind of did, <laughs> right, right. But it's not that hard, guys. Oh my god. I, yeah. All right. All right. I I guess what I'm
1: don't get me down, yeah. dude. I was like, what? I'm trying. to I'm really trying to like not you know, lose. I, it. Look, I'm. I'm. Let's go storm the Capitol. Just me and you. <laughs> but like no weapons. We just like we. Right. Could you imagine me and you trying to hop that oh wall? We God. would. Just, we would have to take
0: a lunch break. I, would, I definitely would sprain my ankle just running up the steps. So we couldn't even storm the yeah, Capitol. We yeah. could like we could walk yeah, the Capitol. Like four <laughs> breathers. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs>
1: Oh my God!
0: Okay, all, all right. right. Let's let's move on.
1: All right. Okay. It's getting worked up. I'm glad we got out. of I it. know. I just... Look, we could. Do Biden's it after... already making me angry. He's already making me angry now. Three months into this, I'm it's, already losing. I'm already
0: losing hair. It's it's you know. Well, okay. Anyway. So let's let's uh let's move to this the the GOP right now. The GOP, you, you remember that guy, Congressman Jim Jordan, that psychopath from from Ohio. <laughs> let me let me set him up. Yeah.
1: Do you mean Jim Jordan, who was a wrestling coach at Ohio State that covered up the molesting and possible raping of young of young college boys? That's the one. That Jim George. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one. guy. Who also wanted to overturn the election. That yes, Jim George. Exactly. The loudmouth guy. Who who will do anything for his commander Trump. That's the Jim George we're talking about from good old
0: Ohio. Right.
1: Ohio never disappoints with wackos. <laughs> it's
0: exactly right. Exactly right. Um
1: That's why everybody leaves oh No, you don't mean anybody moving
0: to Ohio. Yeah, I went to I co- meet people from Ohio. I went to college in Ohio and that's not moving to Ohio. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, And I I gotta say, I was ready to leave Ohio when I was done college. It wasn't like oh, I really missed this place, and so I was—I was ready to go. Yeah. Um, okay, so what do you think? Take a guess. What do you think for Jim Jordan is the number one problem in America right now? America's greatest threat
1: knowing nothing about this question like you we, yeah. like as i mean i'm sure people could tell just by my ranting all over like we don't i don't prepare <laughs> right like i just that's yeah. the point of this podcast is i'm just the idiot at the bar who sometimes is completely ignorant but like that's that's always been this podcast yep. so i don't know but i do i do you know i, I watch politics yeah. more than most people i'm gonna go um either mexicans like like the border right. something to do yeah. with mexican rapists, drug drug lords right. whatever i'll give am i right or do i get one so one,
0: one okay one is mexicans in the abstract right
1: okay um the other would be um I, and we're not talking that like antifa and, and the rest of us stole the election right it's not yeah. it's not okay um it's something crazy because Jim Jordan is literally a nutcase. I'm like trying to think rationally. I'm like, oh, you know, it, it, it's got to be like, uh, like, like, God, I'm, I, I can't think this crazy. I'm trying to tap into like my a creative serial killer writing brain. Like, um, it's got to be some sort of a like um uh illuminati controlling the democratic party something
0: like that. Cabal. so you got you you got two guesses there one is mexicans in the abstract and
1: yeah and the, the secret other secret the other is some right? yeah, some yeah. secret something going on with the democratic yeah. party where like zombies and witches right. and right. you know pedophiles at yeah. pizza places and are like
0: people yeah. have all gotten together and they're something like that right. okay so you, you're wrong on both but there was really Damn. good guesses it's it's thank you (laughs) but but it's but it's actually cancel culture the number one threat in american life is cancel culture is what jim jordan has said um and of course that cancel culture is coming out of the left he argues um and his you know one of his latest examples was you know Josh Hawley lost his book contract after the, the Capitol storming and, and so on. And, you know, evidence number one of cancel culture, because I guess everybody deserves a book contract. Um, but what he's sort of really doubled down on and what the right have doubled down on through their language about free speech uh, is that they've taken, you know, the, this ideal of, of free speech, much like they've taken the, you know, the ideal of what it means to be patriotic, what it means to be American, quite frankly, um, uh, and what it means to be free. And they've, they've applied that to free speech and they've said that it's the left that is you know, so censorious and judgmental uh, that is the, the side that is uh, the, you know, the antagonist of, of free speech. And, and, and they're all about sort of control and so on. It's not the Republicans at all um now a couple things about this that i just sort of want to s- say here um is that just like identity politics which is another term that they tra- you remember the 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 17th report you know like that was like put on par with nazism as 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 yes. an equal threat um it's basically white racists who invented both identity politics and cancel culture um that If you go back to, let's say, you know, I would, we don't even have to go back very far, but let's just go back to Jim Crow, America, right? Yeah. America before 1965. Um, That's the original cancel culture. Um, Even in very.
1: You're saying it was basically a reverse cancel culture.
0: Not a reverse cancel culture that they invented the idea that certain categories of people should be canceled from the society, right? I right, right. right. They- We're
1: saying the same thing. I meant, yeah. I meant now that it's white, you know, white, white things being canceled. It's, it's a, it's a thing. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: gotcha. So, yeah. a couple examples here, right? So, obviously, we've got Jim Crow and the whole idea of the grandfather clause and all that, right? So mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those who, who don't know or may have forgotten that term, you know, when, we, when we use that term, oh, that, that, that thing was grandfathered in or whatever, uh, that's coming from the laws that came out of the southern states immediately after the Civil War that, that said that people who could vote before whose grandfathers could vote are, would be able to vote without paying the poll tax in the South. So that basically means
1: that's where grandfather clause came yeah. in. I use I don't know why I use grandfather in Well,
0: it's so much. it's, it's, it's <laughs> in, yeah, it's integrated. That's into, where it yeah, came from. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, so so what that meant was that poor whites who could not afford to pay the poll tax but who could vote under law pre um, abolition were allowed to vote and didn't have to pay the poll tax and of course black people who were property before abolition, and obviously could not vote, they had to pay the poll tax. And of course, they're coming right out of slavery. So they had no money to pay the poll tax. So they're cut out of voting, even though on paper, they technically can vote, right? So that's one of the sort of major strategies of canceling people out of access to one of the, you know, major aspects of American democracy, right? Okay, you you would imagine a bunch of slave owners would you know, slave owners just like last week would come up with some really nefarious program like this, right? So that's not that that surprising. But let's take California in the nineteen late nineteen fifties. So in San Francisco, right? So you know, considered you know liberal, you know San Francisco, and so on. Um, here's the there's the Westlake neighborhood there, which is one of the sort of fanciest neighborhoods. Um, In the 1950s, this is a clause that came out of one of their development uh, covenants, so they're developing the land and, and creating new houses. Quote, the real property above described, or any portion thereof, shall never be occupied, used, or resided on by any person, not of the white or Caucasian race, except in the capacity of a servant or domestic employee of a white Caucasian owner. All right, so that's we got the South coming out of slavery, and then we've got you know West Coast California, never a slave state, um, uh, liberal San Francisco, also canceling, right? And so the this idea that the major threat to American society right now is actually you know losing followers on Twitter because you know you backed the the, the storming of the Capitol, uh, and they're calling that you know that's that's the gravest threat. Um, is once again, an ingenious way of doing politics for, for the right, right? They're able to take over the language of free speech and, 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 you know, social and political access and say, they are the great defenders of it. Uh, when, when in fact, you know, like, like their guy, Donald Trump, anybody who, even in his own administration, who said something he didn't like, he just fired them, you know? So, this is Jim Jordan, right? This is Jim Jordan, and this is kind of like the hill they're going to die on, right? That we we are are the great defenders of free expression, and it's you lefties um, that are all.
1: Yes, but 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 that's not what they're trying to do. What they're doing is actually genius. Yeah, no, I agree. So, so what I think the genius in in them attacking cancel culture is this. Who does cancel culture really affect? You know, cancel culture in the definition that Jim George and, you know, like, like, like Dr. Seuss, like four, six Dr. Seuss books being put out of print. What is Jim George tapping into? Does Jim George really care about Dr. Seuss? No.
0: No, Jim Jordan. What he's
1: tapping. <laughs> Dr. Seuss. No, Jim Jordan. Would he, what they're tapping into is a very real thing. And and you're and and this is coming from a white 40-year-old male, um who like you know had a good life. I grew up with a decent life. Parents that loved me. Like I didn't have it hard, you know, in, in comparison to like what we know is hard in this country. Um, every time something like that happens, Dr. Seuss, um, you know, somebody gets fired from their job for like, and I'm not saying like there are certain things that are you get canceled, N-word, you know, sexual. Things like, but I'm talking about like, you know, a picture of somebody dressed 25 years ago at college, and they're, you know, like Justin Trudeau, like in his, you know, Arabian Nights costume, or or the, the the editor from Bon Appetit, who I didn't like, but like dressed as, you know, a, 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 a Latin a Hispanic man. Can you say Hispanic? Yeah. Yeah, Hispanic man from the Bronx. Um, what that taps into, it's a fear. Right, I feel that a lot. Like when you see Dr. Seuss, my internal reaction. Of course, I've I've done enough self-help to like recover. My internal reaction is, it is a it is a like ugh, what, what? It's like a at this point in my life, it's like a poke. It's not like a punch. It's a poke, and I I feel slightly irritated by it. I'm just speaking honestly, and then I think about what just happened to me. This is, by the way, everybody, this is years of therapy and thousands of dollars. I think about what just happened to me. And I realize it's a, it's a, just a, it's a defensive reaction to change, to, um, things that like, I like who I am today, but I also didn't grow up like, you know, being bullied by cops. Like, so, so in my little nice life, Dr. Seuss never harmed me, right? I don't have a problem with Dr. Seuss. I like Dr. Seuss, like green eggs and Ham's a great book. So. I get defensive of it because it didn't affect me in a bad manner. Um, that's a problem. And not everybody can do what I can do. And what, some, what people can, you know, like that have actually taken a seat back and like, oh, yeah, who gives a shit about those four racist fucking doctor or these Disney movies that like have blackface? Yeah, get rid of them. Like, you know, put them in the history museum. Put them in the museum. Like, we don't need those. And we're we're progressing, right? Because I am a progressive. I'm not part of any problem that I can tell you. But, you know, that's 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 what a lot of people. That's where they live. Is I'm not part of the problem. But like, that's not enough. It's never been enough. You need to actually work on yourself. You need to work on why this is a problem. And like a Bill Maher, these these people that are furious with cancel culture. And it's like. You got to kind of tap into what the problem is there, and I think it's two. It's two parts. One is it's just a defensiveness and like the lack of self help we all do, and like we don't understand what that little feeling is. We we get so defensive. What the? I mean, all I've ever done is pay for Doctor Seuss. He never did anything for me. He never gave me any money. Like, why do I care? Why do I care? Why do you care? Like, it's it's bothering people. That's okay. We don't need to get. There's no uproar here. Not gonna. They're gonna. You know, what are you afraid you're not going to be allowed to say? What words are they going to take from you? Um, but the bigger thing is, and the problem is, the voice of cancel culture are like the most annoying people in the world. And so it's it's one, you hate those people, and you know who they are. They're the 23-year-old person that's at Vox or wherever that's getting underpaid hilarious you know hilariously they're a living hip living hypocrisy and we hate them and they you know they are just like they're noisy and you're just like shut up what do you know so that's part of the problem even though it's kind of awesome like they're, they're like they're 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 changing society and then the other part is you know you, you grew up a certain way you're a certain complexion you're you have a certain um you have certain privileges in this country. And it's like, we're so ashamed to say that we're so defensive of it. Like we all want to believe we we didn't have it that good because it's hard, dude, you know? And if Jim George and these morons could tap into that, it's those it's, it's, it just goes to our first part of the conversation. They're going to really, it's it's the only thing these people that are not making any money, they don't have healthcare, care. They don't like their lives. They're living poor. They feel turned on. Now you're taking Dr. Seuss from them. That's really easy for them to understand. You're killing Dr. Seuss. I can't understand that you're dropping bombs in the Middle East, but for some odd reason, you can't send me a check. I'm not an uproar, but you just tapped into like that thing, the Dr. Seuss thing, that feeling. Um, You know, it's more complex than I'm capable of like, putting into words, but I get the feeling and I understand what they're doing. And it's actually for me and you to sit here. We think it's like, he's an idiot and that's what he, but it's like a great move. Yeah, no, I I, especially in counteracting what Biden is not doing. It's perfect. Get people angry about stupid shit again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, that's why I posed the question uh, because, you know, we just passed the marker of half a million Americans dead from COVID. And the biggest threat is cancel culture, apparently. Right. Dr. Seuss. Yeah, you know, so, so, uh, or, or, or the lack of four Dr. Seusses. Um, and, and so, and that's the other thing. It's like, it's not even Dr. It's like, Dr. it's not even good. Doctor like, like,
1: <laughs> It's not like, look, if they canceled green eggs and ham, I'd have a that would problem. Be a
0: problem. They'd have to come up with a right? very good argument for that. Cat um,
1: in the hat, not getting canceled. Yeah. These are, you know.
0: Yeah. Left foot, right foot. Come on. Um. But I would say that you know one of the things I totally agree with you that it's 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 a great distraction from from like the real issues and it's a great way it's kind of like their war on Christmas kind of thing, you know? Like, of course. Like that was brilliant, yeah, dude. Christmas. You can't say Merry Christmas yeah. anymore. Yeah,
1: Shut the fuck up. Like Trump was going around Merry Christmasing people. He is the Grinch. <laughs> so so that's but it was smart. No, it was smart. It was smart. It's- yeah, because you know why, Amit? we don't want to we don't. Why should I have to change? Why Why do I need to worry about who I offend with Merry Christmas? That's not how we're taught to think in this country. Right. We're taught to, like, try to get ahead, try to be the best, try to win, try to get rich. We're not really taught like, hey, man, look out for look out for the people next to you or the people below you. You know, financially, it's not, it's not how we're set up. And that's the problem. It's all the same thing. It's why we're not getting 15 bucks and no one's we, right now is when we should be marching in the streets like this is bananas. But it they're they're all of both parties. You know, the leadership, they're so good at this. And and Democrats are good to it. Just good because they're just idiots. But Republicans are very good at this because it's part of the game plan, yeah. which is. Oh, Texas you got hit with 32 degree weather and literally people are dying. You're so unprepared for weather that like in, in Vermont is like, maybe you're in a tank top. You're so unprepared. What do they do? We're opening yeah. up no more masks. You know what? That's when, what's that going to start on, it. It's going to start, it's going to start a war on freedom and then no one's going to remember. It's perfect. And these idiots will fall for it. Go ahead and open up. I'm still going to wear my mask. Go for it, buddy. That, I mean, we've been living. I, I mean, I'm, I'm here in Louisiana. I've been living with morons that don't believe in this. And I haven't gotten it. Knock on wood, but like, go for
0: it. Go, go kill your grandparents. I don't give a shit. It's crazy. I mean, I mean, one thing that I just want to sort of put out there about this whole, the language and rhetoric of, of cancel culture. So you, so you, you sort of noted that, you know, sometimes the voices of, of cancel culture can be annoying. Right, that they can be because because anybody chiding you and telling you, you know, you're not wrong you're wrong about this, and you know, you, that sometimes people will be like, Oh, who cares? This is just semantics, right? That this is just like this word that we, like you you're being too sensitive and so on.
1: I mean cancel culture is also just a direct result of social media, right? Like there was no like quote unquote cancel culture before the immediacy of no, being I, able to get a message gonna, out there. I'm gonna
0: push that pushed back against that a little bit. I, I would say that, you know, one of the the, you know, classic examples of cancel culture, um, came in second wave feminism, right? So in the seventies, uh, you had the the rise of this feminist movement. So the first wave is like getting the vote. And then the second wave is getting equity in life and pay equality and things like that and all that. Right. Sure. So you've got this huge wave of, of feminists. And then within the feminist movement, um, which often happens with left-wing movements, uh, you, they start attacking one another. Um, and, and, and it was basically a kind of, I'm more feminist than thou, kind of arguments that were being bandied about rather than sort of thinking about, you know there's different ways to be a feminist and so on, different sort of theories of feminism, different precincts of what you're working on. That said, a lot of infighting happened and what developed was what was known in the feminist community as trashing, right? So trashing is kind of the original uh, ca- cancellation, right? Um, in American society, I mean, if you want to go back to other societies, there's there's all sorts of examples, sure. right? Um, yes, it becomes easier, and perfect strangers can, you know, aid in one's cancellation now with 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 the communications revolution and all. But that sort of impulse to say. What you said is wrong and you're now ostracized. Um, that's, that's a very kind of old thing. Uh, but what I want to sort of point out here is that really it's about access to power, right? And the access to, to power and a certain type of speech that what you're saying is that is like carefree speech. I can say what I want. Yeah. With like, uh, with the exception of
1: four or five words. No,
0: no, not even that. It's literally the people who are, who are, who are like attacking cancel culture as the biggest problem in the world are basically saying you should be able to say whatever the heck you want at at any time and consequences be damned. Right. That, that it does not matter. Right. Um, Now that is on its face, you know, sort of like, so easily proven false in so many ways because we censor our speech all the time, right? I try not to. Pretty good about it. I don't curse in front of my kids, right? I I, I certainly don't. I curse in front of my kids. I know, kids, I know. It's a problem. <laughs> um, I, I, don't, I don't curse in a classroom, right? So we sort of do all sorts of censoring right. of how we are and, and we don't sort of say what we want at all times um, depending on the context, right? But this sort of kind of extreme absolutist argument about just we should be able to say what we want always and who cares and who are you to tell me it's like no actually we do this all the time and if you say really egregious stuff guess what There are consequences right and so now there's just a debate on what counts as egregious right and and you know most people who are attacking cancel culture are kind of on the wrong side of that debate (laughs) They're kind of on the wrong side of, you know, no, we should be able to say the N-word in certain contexts. We should be able to, you know, uh, say say all sorts of you know, basically like slurs um, because you grew up with them. Right? <laughs> like It's like it's like because I grew up with them, um, it never, quote unquote, hurt me or my friends. And therefore, I'm going to universalize my experience and say that that applies to everybody.
1: Yeah. I mean, the people who are the voices of the anti-cancel culture are typically people that don't want to have to deal with the stress of watching your mouth. It's pretty simple. It makes them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Makes them uncomfortable to have to be guarded, to have to worry about, did I offend? Am I offending? What's the problem with that? Yeah, you, you can't put your hands on a woman's face you don't know at a wedding and ask to kiss. My defense, especially when you're the fucking governor. He was just
0: joking, Tony. It's how he jokes.
1: You know, you can't ask somebody that works for you, "Have you ever been with an older man?" First of all, I'll throw up on you. You, you friggin' gross pig. Wait, wait, but wait, like, wait.
0: Just, just so people know,
1: you ever been with an older three man?
0: Three to twenty-five was the age differential there.
1: It's disgusting. It's unbelievable. Like, like you shouldn't, you shouldn't feel that comfortable saying that. You should check yourself. Um, but like I said, dude, it goes back to like when we've debated people's, you know, the the, the wacko Second Amendment people. When you don't have a whole lot and you've been brought up in this country where you're, I guess you're, apparently you're free. Apparently you're like the, it's the greatest place in the world. You have all the freedoms. That's what people think because they beat it into you. Why would people be comfortable with like, you know, Dr. Seuss books being out of print? Because to that, somehow it's, 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 um, it's not part of the promise, which was we're free yet. You're getting screwed (laughs) over royally in every aspect of your stupid life from the Amazon orders to the bombs dropping. It's all affecting you, but that is too complex for people. And that is what the Republicans are so good at. And the Republicans are like so anti-working people, but they go after this. So I, you know, I I don't know what's gonna happen. Jim Jim George, uh, he is the fact that he even got voted in, like listening him talk with a stupid little fourth grade haircut, (laughs) he's like he's like everything you hate. He's the guy, he is the guy in high school that like you thought anything bad that could happen in high school, like you would think he could do it. Right. You would not uh, put it this way if Jim George Jordan Jim Jordan Jim Jordan Jim George (laughs) If Jim Jordan came in senior year high school with cookies for the class, you ain't eating those cookies. There's people that bring cookies and you eat them. There's people that bring cookies in and you're like, I'm good, bro. I love chocolate chip cookies. I'm good though. That's all you need to know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he was worried that he was going to get canceled because of Ohio state. What happened there? Right. And and this is the thing: is like he did horrible stuff. He should not be arrested. horrible. He should he, yeah. he should maybe be in jail. His career should be destroyed over this. Right? be destroyed, you know. Um, so this this, but this is it. I think we can sum it up this way, right? You know, the Democrats often have good intentions. They're terrible at politics. The Republicans are pretty much bad people who are really good at politics. That's you it. know, and this is this is their latest you know, approach and guess what? It's, it's going to work. They're going to get traction. Of
1: course, because the Democrats are falling right into the same old habits, the same old habits. You promised me (laughs) you were going to be different if I came I know. I know. And, and, and you, you felt right. You're not taking me out to dinner. You're not doing anything. That's all this is. We're back in the shitty relationship that we knew better.
0: Yeah. Just sitting on the couch, not even going out anymore.
1: Oh, fat stomach. Yep. Not even, Not even trying. Smoking too, indoors. Yeah, right. You have know, a big cigarette hanging out of the mouth, just long ash at the end of it. You know, yeah. talks within, the ash doesn't right. fall out. Right. That's who we're with right now. Mm-hmm. Not great.
0: All right. All right. Well, that, well, I, I didn't mean to bring you down, but look. This, this.
1: I'm already. It's already in the back of my right. head. You know, I'm, like- I'm, I've lived enough life to know to see the signs. But you know what? Like I'll say to everybody, I'm, I'm still really optimistic. I, w- progressive. We have a voice we never had before, and you know, started with our boy Bernie, and you know, we got these, we had these women, man, who are taking over, and that's what we need, man. Like we need, we need the prime minister of New Zealand. And that's like what our squad is. It's like unapologetically progressive, badass women who are like, fuck you, let's fight. Um, You know, I was like, "Not," sorry, we'll we'll wrap up. But like my my mom and I were talking about like the storming of the Capitol. And we're like, hey, AOC, blah, blah, blah. Who's protecting her? And I go, she's fine. She's fine. She's from the Bronx. (laughs) Good luck. She's tough. Much more brave than I am. I'd have secret service around me. I guarantee you she doesn't. And that's why she's like killing it but that's who we have you know and let let the democrats keep doing what they got to do and more progressives are going to keep winning and uh, you know we'll see what happens
0: onwards and upwards all right
1: all right um no politics at the dinner table is produced by Amr pakash tunes by our very own g Baderoy. um you know check out uh ch- check out our newsletter man it's 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 awesome like it really is awesome um Amit does ninety eight percent of the work. So yeah. yeah, help me out here, guys. At least give the give the guys some clicks. Yeah. Um and uh, you know, we're probably a week away from our website being yep. up. Yep. So we, got a we will great guests coming next week too. Oh, that's right. Tune in everybody. Yeah. All right, well we'll see you next week. See you next week.